Right in it. Yeah. Whoa, look at that. Whoa, straight in there, mate. Not even a countdown for us. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Jeez. like a no edit show, so this is going in there. Uh, H, actually, one thing we didn't do beforehand, we, we said we'd reminisce and have a catch up yeah. with a. Are we clinking? Are we, clink? uh, are we virtual clinking? Oh, I've already, pour- I've already poured mine. Oh, you I've already thought- poured it. I've already. Come on, mate. It's a Friday. Don't skip a beat, me. Cheers, bud. Listen, mate. Our old war cry used to be. We're back, but we have... <laughs> and why would we change it now? <laughs> we're back, and we've got plans to be back for good because we've, as you can see, guys, we've changed a few things up. It's been like two years, mate, since it's been a long we time. did this, and so much has happened in the last couple of years. What we thought we'd do, there's, there's like a bunch of things that we want to talk about moving forward, but. We wanted to just kind of like jump on and just, I guess, get people up to speed. It was amazing, actually, because we put a show out middle of the year, which was like a mini announcement from me. And that, after like not releasing anything for over a year, it got like a, thousands of downloads. It was crazy. Um, so, H, where, where The listeners we... are hungry. The listeners are hungry for our voices. <laughs> a quick shout out to a specific listener who uh, dropped me a voice note last... It, actually, if I just say a listener dropped me a voice note, give me his first name. Well, it'll be Stephen May, surely. <laughs> First name, second name. Give us, a, give us a dress if you want. <laughs> you could do. You've been there. Uh, yeah. yeah, we exchanged uh, a couple of voice notes last night, and I was like, actually, just stay tuned for the Startup Diary feed. Um, and he was like, amazing. We really want to know what's gone on the last two years and why you're back. Do you want to kind of kick off with, like, where, where do you want to start? Do you want to kind of go, like, well, well, if we think about where we, geez, where we, when we stopped, yeah. everything that's happened since then, we've, you know, like, because did we, uh, we, we've got some notes, I'm just, I'm just checking, because it was like, it was like two years ago when we did it all, and then we were going through a lot of stuff in the business, and it was a really like awkward, awkward time to, that we, so I guess, let's talk about why we stopped because I think that will kind of explain okay. it a little bit. So we can't, We were going through a lot, and it was like, Adam, let's hit record. This is amazing. Uh, are we swearing nowadays still? Are we swearing? Let's let's get this on the table now. We're, let's F and Jeff, baby. Well, and we were like, well, we're firstly, going through. No, no one believes this is even a real show because everyone's like, <laughs> hold on, Harry's looking at notes. These guys aren't for real. This isn't going to continue. <laughs> this is this is this is this this is it's purely because when we jumped on the mics to test all this stuff worked we were like oh my god there's so much stuff that we've been yeah, through. So 100%. We, we've got cliff notes guys um so we were going through so much stuff at work that was like really interesting so it was specifically you as well like with the board and stuff like that um but at the time we couldn't really speak about it or you didn't want to speak about it for whatever reason you know because you, know, you, could, you couldn't really and it was like things were ongoing um so then it was like, well, well, we still need to do a show, mate. Let's do something. And that it just like the whole thing felt like it was, what's the, what's the word? Disingenuous or inauthentic. Like, just like yeah. we were like, let's make a show to make a show and tick a box, but not really like give people what they actually like listening to. And it, which is really hopefully us talking about the business or businesses in general and giving sort of honest just having honest conversations. So it's it just kind of there, just it's, like, it, yeah, it made it, 
yeah, it made it like that. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, guys, uh, we're actually trialing like video, so this will end up on YouTube. So if you are just listening right now, um, yeah, to, you can see the show. You'll be able to see Harry, yeah. Harry's reaction, Harry's expression for that. It was yeah. 100% that. It's that whole, we've always got on the show and been 100% candid and honest and kind of the tagline for the show is what it's really like to build a business because we haven't like sugarcoated anything and we've had the hard conversations. And I guess just to be fair, I was having conversations within the company that naturally you're privy to everything. So you're like, this is gold. This other founders need to hear this. Adam, like sounds like you go through uh, interesting decisions, bit of pain, lots of, lots of stuff going on. This is the stuff that founders and sort of like first time entrepreneurs specifically need to know. And I was like, I don't want to get on the mics and and half tell it, and the stuff. Yeah, every that- every every conversation was like, yeah, we can, but I can't say this and that, and then it's like, well, there's 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 no conclusion then. There's like we can't even like explain the problem at that point. <laughs> so and, yeah, it was it's tough. And and it wasn't because I didn't want to. I think everyone just understands, that, especially when you've got shareholders and investors and stakeholders in a business. There are private conversations that just naturally have to remain private. But I guess where I'm at now and sort of going through the side of it, what we can talk about is the lead in, the decisions, the realizations, the changes that needed to happen. And I guess everything that's gone on in the last two years, that's kind of put us into the position today, which we're probably going to put some like clickbaity title on this podcast, which is like, I quit or we're no longer working together or whatever it is, because where we ended up today is super interesting. And Mm -hmm. I guess to be honest, just to throw this in here, one of the reasons that I'm super passionate about doing this again is because this is this is like a spot to always have in the calendar to hang out with you, H. Like this is our way to like jump on and see what we're actually doing. Now, on, on now a- we need it. No more no more trips to Birmingham in the car together. Very little trips to site. You know, it's it's a uh, different it's a, time. It's a sad day, mate. It's a sad day. I'll be honest. New with chapter. You. New chapter, mate. We'll <laughs> uh, we'll share people with what's going on and get everyone up to speed. So th- there was like the not being able to be authentic on the mics, which mm-hmm. kind of was like. E, to use like Harry's e reaction to it is like this doesn't feel good. This feels bit bit ucky icky, just not fun. Um, but then the other side of it was, if you think about the timeframes, mate, we were coming out the we're kind of like mid to coming out the back end of COVID. And for people that know the business that Expert Trades is, we're like an ad tech business, and we lost like close to eighty percent of our revenue in six weeks. I remember getting phone calls left, right, and center, just talking through clients negotiations proposals retainers we had and all this everything that was in the pipeline naturally went when covid first landed but then after that we just started to lose clients because they couldn't get the supply chain right so why would they market products when they're not on the shelves um and the first thing to go in any 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 business when they are sort of like tightening their belts is marketing so we felt the pinch so we were aggressively spending every time every bit of time that we could on working out okay what do we do here how do we keep the lights on, keep the team supported, be empathetic towards the whole team? Because yes, the business is going through challenges, but everyone was going through challenges. So there's like new HR, new new ways, new culture that we needed to bring in. New culture, that's not even a full sentence. We needed to review our culture and work out how does it work in a remote first world, which is like the whole essence of expert trades was we were shoulder to shoulder, working it out together, work hard, play hard mentality. And that had been like, broken apart during covid and it was like well, actually strong cultures live through that and we did and it was like what does that look like in the world that we now, now found ourselves in so even when there was the odd topic that i think we could have spoke about on the show 
we didn't have the time. And even if we did, I felt guilty because every hour needed to be spent on supporting the business and the team. So it was like those two things with not being able to be completely authentic as well as needing all the time on the business kind of resulted in us not recording a show. And it's bananas to think like, and we won't go into a full um, pandemic conversation, but it is like we, well, again, when we were making these notes to just like look back, well, what, like the question we asked was, when was the pandemic? Like, when did yeah. we have lockdown? When did it start? And it was what, 2020, March, 2020, 2020, 2020 March. Yeah. Like that's a long time. And like for every, as, as everyone's experienced the same thing, it's like a, a, black spot in people's memory like time you know time stood still but at the same time when you look back it's like it's like it doesn't even exist in your memory bank but it's uh, but at the time like to your point everything had kind of changed and we were we were trying to adapt to this shift no one no one wants no one can do any work no one's doing any work because no one can do anything anyway and it was like we had a shift in the business expert trades just to kind of adapt and survive and it was um yeah, just a really bizarre time. Um, Mate, I, I honestly believe that in about two years' time, there's going to be a Netflix documentary about COVID. And we're going to look back, because I think we, we naturally just have moved on pretty quickly, and that's a way to protect ourselves. Like, I think we're going to look back and go, oh, my word, we actually went through that. We were locked down. We had to stand two meters away from it. Like, everything yeah. is going to be like, oh, my word, it will bring it all back. So I actually think... We've got very short memories when it comes to COVID because we just wanted to move on past it pretty quickly. But you, you well, sort of—I really... mean, you 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 black you black you you black it out. You know, bad time, yeah, black it out. Don't want to think about it. Yeah, you just put your blinkers and, on at that point. And and also, most people's days consisted of waking up, sitting in the kitchen or living room, or or if you've got an office space, doing some work at a laptop, and that's it. Rinse and repeat. Mm. Get up, go to work, which is still in the house, barely getting outside, barely doing the exercise. Like every day is the same. So even when you do remember, you've got like one giant day to, to, to recall. So yeah, just you, bizarre. You, you sort of alluded to like what the changes that we made in the business to sort of like keep the lights on. So we ended up like doing a number of services within the business that weren't core, but it's the only things that like brands were paying for. Or we saw a growth in commerce as every brand did during COVID, like commerce was booming. And interestingly, yeah. our, our I guess what was really interesting here is our community didn't feel the pinch straight away um, because – Yeah, very – again, I know I keep saying it, very very weird scenario for us. Yeah. Very weird because we kind um, of – well, our, our industry kind of fell under – what is it, like essential work, key work, you know, like – you know, yeah. so, something, some things obviously couldn't happen, but like everyone needs their boiler service in if it's broken down and like repairs and things like that. So, yeah, just – yeah, what, what, we had like a, it, it kind of came in waves. We had a group of our community, which is a large majority of the expectation communities like plumbing, heating, electrical, and they were key workers and they needed to be able to still work. So they, they were still getting work done. The, I guess the second wave came when people were like, lockdown is eased and we're allowed to travel a bit. Or it's like, we weren't allowed to travel, but people are like, we weren't allowed out the UK travel, but there was a bit of movement within the UK. So people that were traveling abroad have now got money that they haven't spent on holidays. So they're now spending on their home. So yeah. our industry sort of like boomed a little bit at that point. But then we had this, I guess this, this odd relationship where the industry was actually busy, but because the majority of the supply chain is sort of like outside UK into UK, that materials can get delivered. 
So because materials can get delivered, brands weren't marketing them and prices were going through the roof. So it kind of created this crazy dynamic within our workspace. So we were just trying to work out where, where we can play in order to generate some cash flow and support the team. So we ended up spinning like a commerce shop, um, like our, our tool talk shop. We became a merchant during COVID. Like that's not who the who we are as a business. That's not where we play, but I guess needs must. We started operate there to the point that we we're doing six figures on a merchant within a couple of months. And then having people like that are like key workers. Remember, because me and Harry went to the office, we had people like knocking on the door. Is like, I need the spirit level I've ordered. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> first, I'm thinking, how did you get in the office? There's a buzzer downstairs. I'm like, yeah. he's at our door on the third floor. And it's like, uh, we don't stock them here, dude. It's, this is, I didn't go and explain what drop shipping was to him, but I'm like, no, we don't have the stock here. Actually, we ended up stocking some product, which is a, probably another show which was like yeah that, that whole that whole yeah. thing just like bloated into a very you know like you say it wasn't who we were but it was what we needed to become for a period of time and because it wasn't like because it was like a temporary temporary shift in the business it never really became something that we necessarily kind of really wanted to do or lean into fully you know so we were trying to keep things optimal like drop shipping for example but like you say, we had to stock things because some stuff was coming from Germany and it's like a two week, three week lead time on, a, on something. And yeah. as a and as an online store to say order now, get it next year. That's not an ideal. Uh, that's not an ideal solution. You've actually I'm just making quick notes as we go through this, mate, because there's so many things that are cropping up that we haven't thought of. But I remember us having this conversation internally, which was the negative impact that becoming a commerce store did for our community because it made, it made us so transactional. And that's not, again, that's not who we are. We have to do a show on that, which is like the risks of becoming transactional with the community. We had so many learnings around that. So I've made a note. We'll cover that off in the near future. Honestly, just to like, just to add to that. um, Yeah. Like even now, even now that's something we're like paying the price for because, you know, because people will go, people, and it, again, we've kind of ended up talking about the the whole pandemic thing, but it's like because there was this like feast and famine of certain people. Certain people were like, "I've never been so busy," and other mm. people, literally millions of people, losing their jobs on a daily basis. We had both both sides. Both I don't know why I'm doing that like a scale. Both sides of the spectrum, and we were trying to assert, like we were trying to sell everyone a screwdriver sort of thing. So some people, some people were fine, but then other people are like, "I'm like." barely making ends meet and you're yeah. trying to shove a screwdriver down the throat so you know yeah the the ramifications of that is is a very um is a long-term thing that we've been paying for and even, 100%. even now, so so I yeah think, we'll definitely definitely kind of tackle that one on a, on a different show but uh, yeah we have to because we you, we built a community and what that means is giving more value than taking and really looking after them we put loads of we put loads of credits in the system and within a very short period of time, we withdrew all those credits because we were like, oh, crap, we need to stay alive. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to share what we learned and how we're getting through it uh, and then what the strategy is moving forward. But we'll do that. It's interesting to so like sample, sampling different topics. There's, there's, so much there's like, so, honestly, I feel like we could just go down one of these uh, routes now, like, because there is so much stuff. Let's but stick yeah, to the plan. Stick, stick yeah. to, like, let's get people generally Stick to the notes. Speed. Stick to the notes I can't, for I the can't. first time ever. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess um, go on. <clears throat> lots of changes in the business. And mm-hmm. what 
what that period really did for me, because naturally what you're doing is you are zooming into every element of the business. Every cog within the business is getting mm -hmm. hyper attention, um, whether it's a cost, whether it's a service, whether it's uh, how much you charge for things that you price, uh, whether it's just where you're spending your time. We zoomed into everything. And I think the realization came about during that period that this business was founded in 2013. And we believe that we could become a technology platform for the industry where we could provide a tremendous amount of value for the trade and then monetize that through technology in the supply chain. And people that have been around, they know what we do. They know what we do. And then I was like, that's not where we are now. We actually spend a tremendous amount of effort on this app, this piece of technology, whereas it's not where we make money. It's not where we get enjoyment. It's not what we're best in class at. And then we, we kind of just had to be around the table because I think we've been beaten up so much by the market that even the things that we could control, we were still letting them beat us up. And it's like, hold on, we're going through enough pain right now with everything else that's going on. We may as well enjoy the work that we do, the work that we're choosing to do now. And as we get through this, we may as well enjoy it. So then I started to like craft the business that we are in its like simplest form, like how do we create value for our community and, and who do we want to be three, five, 10 years out? And then it kind of like dawned on me and I'm like, ah, we got a problem. <laughs> I'm like attending board meetings and we're talking about technology and strategy and the amount of data that we collect. And we've collected a tremendous amount of data, but the truth is the industry is not ready to convert that into commerce just yet. Uh, just the tech stack for the industry is just not there. And I was like, huh, we're amazing at building community, creating content, and helping other brands with their commerce. We're not shop, but we help other brands. So it's like a community content commerce three pillars is where I kind of like was thinking. And then we kind of looked at the app. It was like, oh, we lose five figures a month on this, on like dev. <laughs> Disgust, disgusting. Like just, but always with the pretense of like, yeah, but think of the data. Think of yeah. the data. Think of this data that we don't sell. We don't make any money at all. Yeah. We could, you know, we... <laughs> and someone listens to this is like, why didn't you sell the data? And yes, you can make a little bit of money selling odd bits of like insights, but it's not scalable. And that's because the industry doesn't yeah. know what to do with that level of data right now. Yeah. In, in, insights, insights, we do, uh, did and still do take advantage of, you know, because we do have yeah. a, um, a pool of trades that we can sort of access and get feedback stuff. But yeah, it probably, probably a, quite an interesting sort of maybe distinction is like insights and data being two somewhat sort of different yeah. things. So I, I guess to give a tangible example, if, especially if someone's new here, like we had an app and a heating engineer, like a plumber would, uh, it feels weird saying a plumber is a heat engineer, by the way. I'm like, okay, a heat engineer is one that works. Whoa, like, whoa, yeah, whoa. Know, yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm already out, mate. I'm just like, they're all trades. <laughs> we'll get, tradies. We'll, we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, tradies. Oh, that was an impressive meeting. Um, they send a quote to a customer with a new boiler. Hey, you need this Baxi 800 boiler. And they send out the quote with a warranty and all this information. When a customer clicks accept, our app and aka us are the first people to know that there is a boiler needed at this address with this filter this thermostat this many radiators and the idea was very simple we we have that data first mover advantage we can then take that to the market aggregate it so the trade can get the best price and then we can make a bit of margin on um giving that deal that lead that sale to a merchant <sighs> too many roadblocks too many tech stack issues 
too much resistance actually uh, for the risk of eroding, eroding margin, margin longer term. I get it all, uh, but we were too, too early, didn't work. Anyway, but we're like, well, why are we still playing here? Why are we still doing this? Like we all have come to the agreement independently, but we're still spending five figures a month on dev and unsuccessfully scaling this. Um, I was like, okay, that's, that's not us. I was like, okay, so what is it, what's the knock-on effect? What's the domino effect here? Okay, so the reason that people originally invested in what, what we do is no longer a VC scalable, exitable business on the time frame that our current investors are looking for. Um, because we raised money sort of like 2015, 2016 way. And I'm like, oh, okay. Doesn't mean we're never going to be a company that can exit because there are parts of our business which are growing in traffic and scalable and we, we collect a lot of tricks, clicks, clicks uh, on uh, traffic. And by the way, if you if you combine traffic and clicks, it's not a good word to say when you're pitching someone. <laughs> we, we have a lot of tricks up our sleeve. Uh, yeah, so we get a lot of traffic and clicks, aka tricks. Uh for something like Tool Talk, so that is something that, like, as a platform, has definitely is creating value for a potential exit in the future. Mm-hmm. But either way, our current investors are not in the same time frame as me. It was the realization I came to, and I guess the people that listen to this podcast just know me like being authentic is what we've already spoke about. We actually went to a board meeting in January this year. Must have been this year. Yeah, January this year, and. It was our first time we got together uh, in what felt like forever, probably 18 months, two years. Um, and we were, we were getting together to really understand the, the time frame to an exit because naturally investors, they're on, a, they're on a window. And I had to be really candid and honest with every single person in that room, which is I still deeply believe in the people that we serve, the community. I believe we've built a fantastic team but I can't show up to these meetings and tell you what you want to hear. I've just got to be honest that right now we're not operating on the time frame that you need us to not need want us to. And we need to readjust what's going on in the business. It kind of needs to uh, operate more like a lifestyle business compared to a, a VC based business kind of coming back to what we've already discussed, which is we have taken so much credit out of the community bank. We actually need to slow down and build these relationships. And we build relationships in the community by shaking hands, meeting people, giving them as much value as we can. And that takes time, cannot speed that up. Uh, So we need to put credit back in the bank. And that's gonna take us a year, two years, whatever it is. And then on top of that, we're gonna get back to supporting them, content, supporting the community, building content and helping other brands with commerce. And as we do that, building our own platforms to, to create value that one day might create value for someone else and that might lead to an exit. But it is definitely not on a timeframe that anyone around that boardroom table would be interested in or should be interested in because we're getting together and it's people's time at the end of the day. So that's the conversation we had in Jan. And (laughs) it was a, I guess, a really challenging meeting for me um, because these are people that have been supportive uh, along the journey. And it kind of felt like a, we need to break up. <laughs> uh, it's like, we, we need to work out. Uh, and there's, there's one gent around the table who I sort of um, took some advice from and shared where I'm at. 
And he said, okay, you need to work out how to have a, a, a happy divorce, like a civil, a civil divorce. Like how do you, how do you leave amicably and realize that this isn't, this isn't what we thought it was going to be. Uh, it might've been love at first sight, but that's, uh, it was actually just uh, a bit of a fling. Uh, for some of the investors, it was a longer fling than they probably wanted. Uh, but, but, but we've got to be honest with each other. So, uh, so that's what happened in Jan. Um, so we did that. And then we, the company went through a full rebrand to get us closer to who we are and what it felt like to be, there you go, if you're watching the video. Uh, represent. represent. Uh, and, the, and just like the bolt. The, the, the bolt. <laughs> uh, I think if you go to experttrades.com forward slash the bolt, you can hear what it is and why it is like that. It was an interesting journey to go through. And I think what's interesting, we, we decided to hire an external agency because we were all feeling pretty close to it, motivated. We knew what we wanted it to be, but we all had our own kind of like, we're all dangerous enough in our business that we, we could say, oh no, it needs to look like that, feel like that, shape like that. And we're like, no, 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 let's just tell people who we are and let someone else craft the identity for it. Really happy with it. It was an interesting process. So we rebranded. Um, yeah, that, that just as an experience, that was really interesting. Exactly to your point is like, <clears throat> of course, you can try and be as objective as you want about something, but you will always go in with sort of, um, what's the word? preconceived sort of ideas of what it should be or what it still is you know so it's like yeah. well we don't want to let go of something whereas if you give it to someone that has an no bias mm. yeah they they could they can take in the facts and then you know because i think i think you even said to them directly it's like look if it means even changing the name we're open to it yeah obviously they didn't change the name but um but yeah so just i know yeah but uh but yeah so that it was just a really interesting experience like you say and then to, to, and to hear someone else interestingly martin actually led that who used to from be an employee way. of expert trades start, from way started way. off started off as one of our interns yeah i think if you go back early enough on this show as well you'll hear him yeah. Oh, yeah he helped he the helped with the, the journey, the journey. Right? Um, yeah. so yeah it was just really interesting to hear hear someone talk about your business from a different perspective and almost like pitch it back to you and explain why like repeat the values and things like that just super interesting do you know the yes i love the identity that we came out with but do you know the thing that we got the most value from in my opinion was getting us all in the room and us all having questions in a public open forum where we all, we all trust each other and we can speak our minds and, and say what we think this, the, the business is, what the service is, what the, the target customer is, like what we want people to feel. Just hearing everybody contribute towards that, for me, was a really special experience because it was really clear that we were all on the same hymn sheet and we just mm. needed someone to craft it. We just needed someone to go, okay, I'm listening here. This is what matters. And then just create this like clarity, this through line of everyone's thinking. And I think they did a wonderful job. It was great. Um, so we did that. So we kind of had that, that meeting, which was like, hey, uh, uh, what, what do they call it? A, a civil, civil divorce, uh, happy breakup, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> and I guess just on that point, by the way, that doesn't mean that like every, every investor is like, oh, we're done. It was just setting the stage and managing expectations. It wasn't saying, I want to break up with you. It's just saying, hey, I know that you're on a different time frame to me and we want different things. If you want out, please put your hand up and we need to work out a way to do that amicably because I, I really value the relationship. And I think reputation is huge. Always 
So it was that. And some people were like, yep, yeah, you're on a different time frame." And largely the people that did that were sort of like VC, which is like, actually, it's not an emotional investment we've made in you, Adam. It's we have a fund and we have to exit the fund by a certain time. And some companies will try and force a quicker exit to some companies. We, they just go to zero. We never let anything bumble along. So the, the more, I guess, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Institutional money. Is, is just unemotional with it. It's like, it's a bet for them. Whereas some of the shareholders were like, Adam, like whether it's five years, 15 years, 20 years, I'm betting on you. And as long as I get some money out before I die, I'm in. Mm. And that was amazing too, because it's just like, okay, cool. Uh, and I came out of that meeting, yeah, feeling a little bit beaten up because it obviously wasn't the meeting that anyone expected, but it's like this huge weight off your shoulders because through October to December, I was kind of like realizing, oh, we have to make a big change here and we have to have those tough conversations. We did it. Fantastic. We then went through the rebrand uh, and the rebrand wasn't because we just wanted to look shiny and new. It's because we, we really wanted to, we spent 2021 working on who we are. We wanted someone to craft the identity that we wanted to move forward with. Then we were, then that was, then with the big news, which was like another like punch to the community, which is like, Hey guys, new rebrand. Da, 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 da. We're closing down the office package. It was like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Yeah, that was, uh, <clears throat> that was, <laughs> I do. And I remember like this whole feeling of, you know, hunker down. This is going to be a rough ride. They're just going to blow up and like, they're just going to kick off. You know, and we, we, we partnered with someone else to ease the transition. We weren't just saying like, we're removing all these features. You're on your own, figure it out. Like we helped them transition. We built a relationship with another company. You know, that, that whole process was, I, I, in my opinion, done really well sort of from our side to help make everything as easy as it could be. And as slick as it could be, we even built like uh, import export, like click a button or your data moves across everything was dead simple um but yeah it, it you know t with the intention of like we were not providing a good enough service because you know as with anything a lot of the time you hear the vocal minority right most people just get on with something but the reality is there's the there has and there well there, there will always be um you know, there's always issues with all tech, right? But with with us, it just felt like we were always firefighting and trying to solve problems that were so simple as well, which was what was so frustrating. It's like, how are we spending five figures a month? Yep. And not not solving it. Not 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 only moving forward, not even solving simple problems. So like when someone goes, Why can we not get another certificate? Why is it why is it so difficult? It's like, well, it's because we're trying to solve a problem that someone can't copy and paste a phone number right now. And that's costing <laughs> us ten grand. Like you know, that that's like an uh, uh, an over exaggeration, but like it, it, it kind of felt like that. It's like we don't we're spending all this money and we 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 daren't even add new features because the thought of adding something new on top of this this what felt like an extremely unstable foundation which it wasn't it was very functional but you know you always get you, there was always like a couple of people that just seemed to have problems that just it was you know it was like they were cursed honestly and like we tried so hard to solve everyone's problems because again we had such a strong community that it wasn't just 
customer 200 2000 mm. whoever it was john it was dave it, like we knew these people we've met them in person and that's why it was like absolutely it, it was emotionally crippling to think that like this guy's just trying to do his damn job and he can't create a cert or whatever it might have been but I love so that. we I, I love that because we it's the empathy it's like we we really felt for every single one of our members and 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 customers because like you say they weren't just uh, a row in a database it was like this is this is like a plumber who's just trying to do his best work and he's done his work and now he's trying to get paid for it uh, a couple of questions for you actually you just kind of like split a few things on which is we kind of said at the top which is like we we had to really look at what, where we add value and what we enjoy. You actually picked up majority of the brunt when it came to like CS stuff, like customer service stuff with the app. And mm. obviously your role has progressed very differently now because you are our, you, you, you've always been our creative lead, but you're also dragged into all this firefighting. How do you, how do you feel now from a, I guess, the burden of the office package gone, how has that impacted what you do? I guess less about what you do so we can talk about what, what, what you're doing in the company soon, but like, how do you find the day-to-day, the energy of the day-to-day? What, what's changed? Well, you know, it's, it, it's a lot easier is for one thing, you know, there's no like, there's, but you know, it, it's a tricky one because when you deal with customer service, no one's rare. Well, people rarely message in to say, Hey guys, keep up the good work. You know, yeah. like it's inherently a, uh, I've got a problem. Help me fix it. Like it's always this kind of like negative situation to be in. So, you know, it's always hard, but to not, so, you know, so to take that away, will make anyone's day a lot better. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people. I, that I have huge respect for people that like come in and look at customer services. Like I, lo- I love solving people's problems every day. Like the people that do that with a smile on their face and get energy from that, like those people <laughs> are heroes. Yeah. And you've got, you've got to have, you've definitely got to have thick skin. Um, you know, and I, I often remember just venting to myself after the fact because again like you've got to take the empathy side of it but it's like it's vented out loud sometimes like (laughs) but you know but you know it's like it's like a internal just the office is going to get it because i like but like it's not like it's not i would never say anything to anyone's face because really i don't even mean it either but like you know when you're just like trying to help someone and they're like they might be being an absolute donut and because like they've not done something simple or or, or whatever it may be, but yeah, you so it's like the same way you do when you stub your toe, which is an initial burst, then it's just like, and then it goes away. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. You know, it's fine. I've still got, I've still got nine other toes. Um, but yeah, so so to have that off the plate, it was a huge relief. Um, to be honest, that, just because, just just because, like I say, it was just it. it it's always been as it is with customer service. It's, all, it's usually always like a negative thing anyway. Mm. So it's not like, you know. I think most any I think all companies if they never had to have a conversation through support or live chat it would probably only be a good thing you know <laughs> because because you'd assume that it's all perfect at that point right but obviously that's not how things work the, the the second thing just I guess talking about it is let me know if you felt the same we were like made the transition put a lot of time and money into making it dead easy the amount of people 
you know, you're already, nodding. I already you're know nodding. where you're going. I already know where you're going. Finish my sentence, Tony. <laughs> Finish the, the sentence. The amount of people that transitioned over to this all singing and all dancing package that we provided them, connected them to, they came back and goes, guys, can you not turn yours back on? Because I much preferred yours. It was much easier, and much even more. And the people that didn't move, they were like, I was, no, no, no. I was like, what? <laughs> it's because what we've done is, and it's, it's natural to do it. The 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 five, six, seven percent on average, we have about five to eight percent of people that had a had a ticket, uh, and that's a lot of people, by the way, when you're in a SaaS company. That's a, because it's like it's a pain point. But let's just call it five percent. You spend all your time on that, and those people are taking eight percent of our time and resources across the five figures we're spending on dev, internal team time, conversations, just working out how we solve these problems, and then to make this transition and to be committed to the decision, and then people going, guys, why? Like we we love this thing. We love that. And then everyone who loves it, then you, know, you said that no one messages supports. That's when they did. It was like, yeah. no, no, no. We love it. Please stop. We will pay more. And we they're like, how much money can I give you? What do you just give me a number? I <laughs> like, Dave, you don't have enough zeros. <laughs> I, but I remember saying like, guys, the unit economics of this, we thought we'd be able to do in, more interesting things with the data and commercialize it. We can't, we'd have to charge you three X more and that doesn't feel right. And everyone was like, just charge three X more. Just make it 25. <laughs> just, uh, and I, I honestly remember after we'd done the transition, sitting back and going, should we have just tripled the price? But no, we shouldn't because it's not. But, it's but not really though good. in saying that though, didn't we, um, we did kind of test the waters on that one a little bit. Cause like, I mean, well, maybe it was a light touch survey, you know, but I'm pretty sure we like there was some people that the biggest thing with that is is like are people just saying it yeah, yeah. or do they actually mean it? And it's, it's really hard without actually yeah without actually actioning the three x fees. You know it's hard to gauge. So I th but I think even even when we did just did like a survey, it wasn't like a it wasn't the hell yes that it sounded like it was from yeah. from people. So you know it's it's, you it's know. interesting. Like I, I guess the point there is even across like thousands of customers, if the vocal minority either way is vocal, you will listen to it. It's really hard mm. not to. So yeah. if, if people are cheering you or booing you, you hear it. And most, <laughs> most people are actually in the middle, like 90% yeah. of people are in the middle, not, not saying a word, get on with the product, just happy. And I think anyone listening to this, if you're not hearing from people, obviously try and maintain a relationship and engage them. But if you're not hearing from them, it's, probably a good sign um yeah mate there's a there's a chance that this becomes a two-hour podcast so i'm, I'm, I'm looking yeah. back to the agenda right now i'm just trying to work out like uh i, I guess to so where we are in the in the journey for the last couple of years is got rid of the office package and then we just went heads down on becoming the business we wanted to be and that meant changing not just the office package closing down the tool talk shop like just doing a number of different things within the business to, I guess, get back to fundamental basics, the team and the mission that we wanted to be. And that was quite an enjoyable experience for me. And at the same time, it was having these negotiations with our VC and, uh, and other shareholders, the people that wanted to exit, whether it's immediately or over long term, just with an agreed plan. Um, kind of June, to, I think it was June, I think I made a note of it actually. Yeah, June the 17th, the podcast went up on the feed, this feed. And it was just like, I just closed the deal. I had, I just personally bought the VCs out of the business. Uh, and that was like a huge milestone for us because it was, okay, cool. From a, a control perspective, 
this is truly the business that we can choose exactly what we want to do this business. And we've been candid with everyone about what we want to do with it. So it was like, okay, we can get on with it. So then we spent months just heads down, working out exactly where we play and how we win. And I'm using, uh, I'm using language that I'm getting from my new role, which we can, we can share in a minute, but uh, I can already hear it like seeping into my vernacular. <laughs> it's really interesting. Uh, so, so we did that and I guess then it got interesting for me, which is, Kind of had that realization moment where I've been like, so obviously we've just been that year, that year up until that point, which was like, I don't know, like September, October time was just manic. It was just like, it actually felt positive. We're making all the right changes at a, at a speed that was like, okay, we're getting somewhere every day. And then one day I just remember thinking I will have been doing this business for 10 years, April next year. And then I was just like, I always wanted expert trades to become a really important chapter of my book, book being like my professional career, but I never wanted it to be the whole book. I always wanted it to be important, but I wanted there to be other things. And I kind of share that with Sarah. Um, for those that are first time listeners or don't know, like Sarah's my wife and also co-founder of the business back in 2013. She's been with the business the whole time. Um, and actually, interestingly, within that last year, she'd really, because the boys, we've got two boys that have grown up, when, when they were dead young, she enjoyed being a mum most of the time. And then as the boys went to school and she had more time, she did more impactful thing in the business. So the last couple of years, she's doing like really high impact stuff and doing an amazing job and it's been fun. And I just kind of shared with her, I was like, <clears throat> I know that if I kind of cross this 10-year mark in the business, I'm kind of like going to commit to the next wave of growth within expert trades. Because we've kind of done all this, setting the foundations up this year, sorry, this year, 23, last year, to be the business we wanted to be that we all sort of like aligned ourselves to, but it was still going to take a tremendous amount of work. It kind of felt like rebuilding again. So in my head, I was like, have I got another three to five years worth of energy to do this day, day in, day out? And I didn't. I just didn't. Just because I just, I wanted to go and taste other things. And I want, again, this whole book and chapter analogy really resonated with me. I was like, yeah, I wanted to start a new chapter, but I still had this huge emotional. How long, how long did you think you would be in the business for? Cause oh, you know, cause it was like a plan to, you know, potentially grow it and sell it and stuff like that. Did you ever have like a, Oh, this is going to be like a three to five year thing. Or did you have over yeah. time? I, I remember it's a great question. H. I remember very early doors in the first year, 18 months learning that the average exit took seven years. And I was like, sweet, let's just put our heads down, build something cool. Let's do that for seven years, have the energy for that. Because um, don't forget, I started this when I was, what, 22, 23, something like that. I was like, cool, by the time I'm 30, done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, the truth is, is like every year that went by, it wasn't like we were getting close to that seven-year mark. That was just getting further away because – we just never got on the technology side of the business. It was always interesting. Like the agency part of what we do always grew. We always deliver great results, great value, both sides. But this tech play, which was a scalable, sellable thing, we just never got product market fit. From a, from a trade side, arguably we did, but we never scaled it because the unit economics were wrong. There's probably a whole thing which is like interestingly dissecting 
if we were to do this again, what would we do differently? And I think that's, that could be an interesting show because looking back is, is interesting for me. But you know, you know, I come wrongs and all this good stuff. So I kind of just settled in, to be honest with you, mate, which was, which was uncomfortable because I would show up to board meetings and they kind of act as like a reminder, which is like, oh, there's people here that have put money in this and they need to. So I'm like, okay, actually, we need to keep driving towards this exit. But then what happens, and it's a big risk, is if someone's telling you there's an exit time frame you've got to work towards, you, you end up not crafting the business in a way where real value is provided. You end up crafting a business where scalable numbers on paper look good, but the substance, if someone looked in the engine of your business and got close enough, and you were really honest with yourself, it would be, we're not actually creating loads of value by doing this. And you're kind of like handing the responsibility and that potential poison chalice to someone that buys the business. And again, not authentic. Um, reputation's important. I'm like a big believer in like, oh, no, there is a great business here and a great community. It might not be what we thought it was, but I still believe in it. So I didn't mind it. And then it was interesting because if you remember the run-up to COVID, 12 months before COVID, we were growing really quick. Agency work was growing really well. Team was growing really fast because of the amount of agency work. Verified had this very clear mission and identity. We won trade director of the year and then COVID hit. Like we were on a real interest momentum. I do reflect and think what would have happened if COVID hadn't hit, but there's no point spending time and energy thinking about that. In my opinion, we were just on an interesting path. So that answer, answer your question is early doors, seven years. Once I got two, three years in, I kind of just never even thought about it until it became uncomfortably close to when other people's expectations were, there should be an exit in the next two, three years. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, had that, had that kind of like thought. And then the thought, I was like, oh, bury that <laughs> as you do. I'm like, no, I've got a job to do here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to press that deep down in the emotional bank and uh, let it come up at an inconvenient time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, go, uh, but I guess as most things do when they are like true to yourself, it just kept resurfacing. Just the thought just kept coming back and more often. And uh, then I had a chat with Sarah about it. And I guess my fear was if there's a bit of ego in this as well, is no one else can run this business, which is definitely ego speaking, 100%. Um, but I believed it. Well, well, it. well, interestingly as well, it kind of, kind of got a little bit to that point in the sense of you know you built it everyone knows you and a lot of it's built on your reputation and stuff great but at the same time it's like whether it's through ego it almost kind of became this thing that's like you're the one that's dragging it forward instead and like when people come to the bit when we get new business they still go through the old school funnel of it's like adam adam at the peak of this this triangle and then and then he'll share fifty percent of the information to the team, <laughs> <laughs> and the other fifty percent he doesn't want to share because he just made a pretty service. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, just to expand on that a little bit, I think also around that time, <laughs> mate. I think I've shared this with you as well. I remember Allison messaging me, and was mm -hmm. like, "What do you want the Wi-Fi password to be in the office?" <laughs> And I was, like, I, was like, I was like, I don't mind. Just whatever it is, circulate it. <laughs> Two minutes later. I think, I think I was actually sat next to you when you got that. 
Well, she, uh, she, she like, slacked at you or texted yeah. you or something. And I was like, "What?" Sorry about it. And then two minutes later, she's like, "Yeah, but ex- exactly what do you want it to be?" And I just remember losing my shit. <laughs> and it wasn't directed at Alison. It was not directed at Alison. It was completely directed at myself because I realized that I had built a culture where it has to be done Adam's way. Mm. And that really raised my awareness to the problem. And then I became so tuned in to that problem that I saw it everywhere. And I realized that you, Sarah, Danny, on all these brand calls, I would do the talking, brand would do the answering, and then we'd have an exchange. We get off the call, but then a bunch of ideas, whether it was process, creative, marketing, would come out that would have been gems on that call. But we've all sort of settled into, well, Adam will do the pitch, do the closer, and then whatever he ends up with over there will deliver. <laughs> and then because I became really attuned to that, I was like, the, 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 the smartest people for their respective roles are not having a voice at the table when it matters most. And that's definitely a criticism of the culture that I've built. Also, the, I know there's relationship plays at hand and bits like that. And we were sort of like just coming off the back of a very tough couple of years, which was, I believe the reason that was really amplified is if this deal doesn't come off, we don't want it to be anyone else's fault apart from Adam's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, because revenue was key as you sort of come out of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I kind of came to this realization, but then f- squashed it down because fear kicked in because I still love the business. I still love the community. It, it supports the people that I, I love the most, uh, whether it's like like best friends like you to people that join the company and very quickly become very close because I always respect anyone that joins our company. They are literally joining us on our vision and mission, and I respect that. That's a commitment. And I was like, I can't leave this because it will fold. And I remember speaking to Sarah about it, and, and she naturally, as she does, like challenges me. That's kind of like what she enjoys to do. I'm like, irrespective of whether it's healthy or not she'll do it (laughs) and uh, she kind of shared with me something that caught me completely off guard which was so I remember I used that like book analogy with her for the first time I was like this chapter book thing and she was like well maybe it's my chapter then I was like pardon she was like well maybe it's my like my go like because she's been around it she knows it the role that she was doing, which is interesting actually, because I get on with all, all the clients, all the brands that I, I I enjoy that part of the work, but they all know if anything needs to get done, they speak to Sarah. Like it's just the fact. Like she's the she she's the she's the finisher. So I was like, Are you serious? Because there might be a conversation to be had here then. And then we like played with it for weeks and weeks and weeks over dinner, just chatting. And then we kind of came to the realization that she had the energy for it. She's also got the reputation amongst the community and the clients. And the other two key principles in the business are you and Danny. And it's like, well, they get on with you. Okay. So then we took three days out, just complete offsite and just, I guess, stress test everything in the business, which is Make the assumption that I'm not in the business. What falls over? What's good? What's bad? How does it change? What does it look like? Everything. 
um, where the risks, um, what the clients that we have not yet, little things like what the clients that we have not yet renewed. But if we renew, we have to make sure that I'm not involved in any of the follow-up process. And because we haven't even made the decision yet, what we didn't want to do is include me in any of the retained work or any of the activity in case we make this decision. So it was like this crazy four, six weeks of stress testing and also preempting it. And what she kind of came back to the, what we kind of, we came to the realization that those three days was she's got the energy for it. She'll be a great fit operationally. She's a ninja. She's amazing, but she definitely needs to change one. Some of the processes of what we do and we can, we can expand on that in a minute if you want, but also needs the buy-in and the support of UH and Danny, because the truth of what happens is, is like work is one. And then you three are the delivery um, and, and your respective teams. So it was like, okay, Harry and Danny are crucial. If they don't buy in, this thing falls over. What next? It was like, need to speak to Harry and Danny. <laughs> so. That's when I got the phone call. It's like you, you need to, you're not busy tonight, mate. Can you just cancel everything and come for a dinner? I was like, oh my God, who's dying? Sorry. <laughs> Before we get to the dying phone call, as part of this journey, this is an important thing to interject. Probably like three, four weeks before we go to London to do this offsite for three days and stress test the decision. <laughs> this is definitely an important thing not to jump over. Uh, I, like, I like text a mate. Uh, sorry, sorry. Is, this, is this where you got poached? Is this where we talk about how you got poached? <laughs> I, like, I, like te- <laughs> I like text. Sorry, headhunted, headhunted. I get it, I get neither, it. Sorry, neither. It was just stars, <laughs> stars aligned. Stars aligned. I... I, I uh, text rich i was like hey have you got 10 minutes uh, i could just do a soundboarding something where i'm at he's like yeah like well, how rich is like, yeah cool and we got on the phone i'm just sharing with him like, i think i need to change um and here's the reasons why and then he asked me this like such a rich question he was like what's the thing that gives you that christmas eve feeling and he's got these wonderful expressions that really are emotive and really make you think and i'm like and I share, share kind of like the stuff that I, I think I, in the thing that gives me that energy and the thing that I love. And then I remember him just saying, well, stars could be aligning here, mate. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, check your WhatsApp. Open WhatsApp. You've just uh, made up the perfect job role. You <laughs> <laughs> could have furiously typing as I'm talking. Likes, dislikes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and he's like, oh, well, what was what the title be? But no. Um, <laughs> and he puts it, he puts this JD in my uh, WhatsApp. And he's like, oh, what? Oh, sorry. Puts a... Sorry, job description. Um, Come on, mate. Jay, you don't need to sh- abbreviate job description. Come on. He puts this job, sorry, he puts this job description <laughs> in the WhatsApp. Uh, we're getting back in the swing of things now here, aren't we? <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, what's this? He was like, have a read. So I was like, okay, um, I'll, I'll come back to you. I, I vividly remember thinking, I don't need a job description. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a founder. I'm just going to go and start something else. I was like, there's zero... Ch- I was thinking there's zero chance, but thanks. And I remember just getting home that night, open a WhatsApp, having a look. 
and pinching and zooming on it. And I was reading it. I was like, huh. Sent it to the printer, printed it off, physically printed it. I was like, I need to digest this. And I, I remember thinking at that point that this just felt like it was written for me. And then the immediate thought, like a train coming through my head, I was, it was like, no, you're an entrepreneur. You're a founder. You are unemployable. You do not work for somebody else. You do your own thing. <clears throat> and again, pushed it away. Like, no, cool. Thanks. Thanks, Rich. Message. Had, had a look. Super was it, was it, was it just, I'm just trying to remember. Was it just like a hey, hey, this is we've put this out. I think you'd be interested in. It. Like, how was it sort of presented to you? Yeah, there was I, a know, I know we was... I know we joke about it, but <laughs> yeah, there was I, a... I've joked about it that much that I can't remember what the actual story is. <laughs> yeah, there's. Um, it was a 80% written job description uh, of a role that they were going to hire for early 23. Okay. And again, reading it, I was just like, and also the, the context for this, and hopefully Rich doesn't actually listen to the show anymore. Uh, he knows this anyway, I'm being facetious, but I have like a huge amount of respect and admiration for Rich's career and also the way he always goes about supporting people and doing business. Um, he, he's that guy that over the space, if you think about the amount of time I've spent with him, it's very small over the space of the length of time we've known each other. But every single one of those moments and interactions was memorable. And he also did this unblock for me. It was like he would challenge my thinking, give me a, a, an idea, and it would very quickly accelerate my thinking in, in a helpful way. So there was like that, which was kind of like, cool. And then it was like, oh, I'd actually be working with Rich on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was that little unlock for me, which was like, oh, I'd be learning a lot again. I would be learning a lot. And I started to share that with Sarah. So this is like, as me and Sarah are just knocking ideas about before we go to London, this stress test. And she just saw it in me. She was like, this thing is not just kind of a, a passing idea. She's like, I can tell you serious about this. It you know, just, I, th I, think, I think such a strong reaction in any way clearly shows that it, it was more it wasn't just it wasn't just a job description right it was like mm. clearly speaking to you that's why it was playing on your mind because yeah. if it because you know you can look at any job description it's like nope 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 but this clearly when he wrote it for you specifically he uh it, it really <laughs> resonated with you but, <laughs> but, I, I, but you know what I, you know what i mean right the fact that you were like oh going through all this it wasn't just another job it was like it was huge opportunity potential in the future so. The, the, the thing that excites me the most about it is over the, over the previous like 18 months and actually me and Rich and Sam Wilcox met in London um, probably a year before that because the company's called The Growth Foundation and just hearing what he does but more importantly the people that he, he's built around him like the team I just remember thinking that I would learn a lot for some really incredible people and I was like that's really appealing to me Um. And, and then what happened is like the idea of being an entrepreneur and like digging my feet in kind of like subsided over those few weeks because the amount of energy I got out of the idea of like working with this team and these people and then credit to Rich, 
I'm not sure how much of this I'm meant to be sharing, but oh well. Um, credit to Rich. He was like, listen, I need to be objective here. Me and you had my relationship. Rich used to be the CEO of the Growth Foundation, and his partner in crime is Sarah. And they swap roles, basically. Rich moved to head of uh, growth, uh, chief growth officer, I think is his title. Should know that. Uh, I think it's chief growth officer. Um, and Sarah became CEO. He was like, listen, this kind of this is Sarah's decision now. So he literally just introduced me to Sarah and was like, I'm stepping away from this. You guys see if it's fit. And then me and Sarah went through a process, spoke to each other, went back and forth over a bunch of different stuff. And it just felt right. Um, so I was like, okay, this feels like a go. But there's a couple of dependencies, my side of the table, that I need to just iron out. Offer was made, great choice my side very excited about what i'd learn who i'd be working with but there was this thing where we stress test it and it was really important that you and danny are supportive of the mission under sarah's um i guess chapter her running the business so then we come back to the phone call uh so i i remember calling you up how did you what did I call you or did I message you? Well, I can't actually remember. You, you rang me, I think, and it was like, uh, what are you doing? To, it was something like, what are you doing tonight? Um, could do we going for dinner? Uh, kind of important, so really hope you can make it. Like, But there was like some, you know, when you know, when you can just get the tone and it's like, and I was just like, I don't know what's going on, but something, some, some shit's about to go down. <laughs> I don't know who's died. I don't know what's happened. Like, you know but and i didn't really even have anything to like go off of because i can't remember yeah there was just like no context zero context it's not like we'd had all like a bad week last week or you know a client that we've been through like there was nothing nothing like that was going on in the business really everything was seemed sound and i think we because it was on a monday so we'd had a brand call everyone was there that that was the trigger that brand call was the trigger because i remember because i'd made the decision kind of like this is right for me and then we had the brand call and i just remember feeling this come back to this authentic thing which is like mm-hmm. just after one call after making the decision the night before i remember just feeling this feels wrong i don't want to spend another minute with danny and h where i haven't been completely honest so i was like called you called danny and then he was like, oh, no, I go because he just moved out and he just bought his own house. He was like, no, I go to my mum's every Monday. I'm like, your mum can wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, and... this Monday, your mum, your mum can wait. She, she was actually crushed as well, to be honest. Oh, she was pretty – because he sent us a screenshot of the text message and she was oh, like yeah, – she, she sent the cry, crying emoji. It's like, damn. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, imagine if it was bad news and that happened as well. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. So Good. went out for dinner and – I guess just actually out of curiosity, Sam, actually this, you guys got there earlier and we left, we made sure we were 10 minutes late on purpose uh, because we wanted you guys to try and like get up to speed and like just, it, w- it was interesting for us. That we didn't want to walk in and have one of you come and then one of you come. It was like actually like let you guys arrive and then have a chinwag and then kind of like work out where you think we're at and then we could come in and just get on with it. What did you think was, do you know when you, did you have a conversation? Lit- literally had no idea literally had no idea okay cool. so so we just had idle chit chat okay because it was like any idea what this is about no don't know no no so how you you been yeah Yeah. like 
So, but, but that's but that's what I mean. There was there wasn't even there wasn't even there was no smoke to be like, well, maybe it's like from this client or like there was literally nothing. That's why it was just like, well, I, don't, that, I don't if, know. If I if I spur on a question, does this make you go, mm, yeah, that's true actually. That that did crop up a few times. Do you remember me having just general chats with you over the previous four weeks about? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I do remember all that actually, and but I'm trying to think. I don't. I just don't think it really kind of. It, it's hard to say because now I know. Yeah, I can connect the dots, but I don't think I don't think I was. I at least probably maybe I didn't have enough time to think about it because you know because I think we had the phone call at like lunchtime. So yeah, it's yeah. not like it's not like last last thing, and it was you know. I, so I had I had the rest of the day I was working, so I just didn't even think about it. But yeah, so like the, the previous four weeks, I had like spent conversations with like obviously sorry it was open book with sorry but you and Danny just really trying to sense aspirationally where you want to get to in the business and where I add value, and it became very clear I had a lot of value in uh, being kind of a cheerleader for the company and pitching and closing business. Like that's that's my superpower. That's what I'm best in class at. Um, but interestingly, when I do the process my way, I create internal fires, um, which is something that I hope the Growth Foundation don't hear right now. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've learned my lesson. Um, Wink. So I remember, I guess, just to fast forward that dinner was, Sarah wanted to, I wanted to break the news in terms of me moving on. And Sarah wanted to pitch you guys on her vision of the business. And at that point, I knew that she had like new contracts and new new plans and comp and all that stuff in her bag. But she was like, I want to pitch them on the vision first and see what they're like just emotionally with it before we get to the transactional part of what this actually means and looks like. So I think she did a wonderful job with that in terms of the planning because she got, when we came away, I don't know if I shared with you, the fact that you guys were so committed to the vision and supportive of Sarah and her chapter, she came away. Everyone, it seemed like everyone came away from that meeting happy to see the back of me, by the way. Finally, some structure. And I guess the key thing is, is to put it in a more succinct way, I realized I became a blocker for the three people that we're discussing right now, who are like the senior leadership team in the company um, to, to, elevate themselves and grow in their careers. Well, well, these, some, these were some of the conversations you and me had randomly f over the past few weeks before all this. Yeah. So, so as soon as, as soon as the news dropped, it was like, ah, that makes sense. But yeah, it was like, what's, if you, Got hit by a bus tomorrow. Do you think the bus, the the business, still runs? The bus would not still but, be here. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so it was it was those sort of conversations, and it's like, yeah, well, you know, you kind of, yeah. you know, we'd still figure it out. We're still running because you don't really, you know, other than like the relationship and the selling the business into the clients or whatever, like that's that's it. That's like top of the you're the you're the salesman basically. Exactly. But, but once it was in the machine. We did the rest. Machine, we do the rest. I did, I did more damage when I was involved, uh, <laughs> which is the truth. And then I realized, like, oh, great. So especially with – because, like, a lot of the work we do is, like, retain clients. I'm like, hmm, realistically, I'm good for six weeks outside of the retainer renewal. And that's it. Uh, the rest of the time, I just need to be a cheerleader. So I was like, okay, I can be a cheerleader. I can be a cheerleader from a distance. Um, but we should probably talk about the process thing in a second. But So you guys bought in. 
so I was like, great, well, here's what's happening. Um, and I guess it's a great opportunity to share that, like, uh, effective of, like, this month, you became chief creative officer at Expert Trades. Danny became chief marketing officer for Expert Trades. Uh, and Sara became uh, chief operating officer for Expert Trades. Uh, and we'll move to CEO as long as she hits the budget. And I'm chairman of Expert Trades. Um, and I guess chairman and cheerleader. Uh, because uh, effective as of this week, point of recording this, um, I joined the Growth Foundation. Um, and... This isn't a pitch for the Growth Foundation, but you can go and learn about what they do at the Growth Foundation. Um, and actually, mate, there's there's, a, there's an event thing that I'm planning, which I would love to get listeners to. So that'd be amazing. Um, but I'm I'm my my technical title there is like Director of Business Innovation, which is business development as well as finding new ways to help fast-growing businesses. Which is crazy for me to say out loud that I'm no longer running expert trades, but I guess that's. That's where we find ourselves today. And I guess before wrapping up and moving on, one of the key things that is changing within expert trades is the, how sales are done. It's a much more collaborative approach between you, Sarah, and Danny, which the clients will have better value for because they'll hear all the ideas up front. But there's no more winging it on the spot, pitching something, closing it, and then bringing it into business and going, guys, we've got to do this. Uh, so I'm... <laughs> I'm, it's time to learn a new skill set. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're uh, we're building a, an AI chatbot. Um, so, I guess that kind of brings us up to today, mate. Which is me and you no longer get to knock about together every day and do fun stuff and create value for the community and for clients. I'm off on a new chapter with the Growth Foundation, and that for people that are like just the people are thinking like this. Well, what is it, Adam? Like. They're like a team of like 25, 26 people, all with an amazing experience. And I'd say the company was founded by two people that have helped three companies grow into these, this unicorn status. So like um, I've really helped people grow the right way and I've also seen people grow the wrong way. So the thing that really motivates and excites me about the role, I'm going to learn a lot because I've kind of got like industry and functional experts across lots of different fields like trading, CRM, you name it. And I get to spend time with all these people. And I basically get to find interesting businesses that are sort of like doing like three, four million quid turnover to 10 million quid. That, that phase where it's like an entrepreneur founder, small team, but wants growth. And as you guys know, this show, I'm first to admit it, you make loads of mistakes um, and help them trying to grow the right way. So I get to do what I love the most, which is meet really interesting founders and try and help them solve problems, which is, basically my DNA. Um, and then I guess strategically, we're meeting every month, Saturday mornings, once a month, we're having a, a day, uh, a bit of food together with the management team at Expert Trades and just I'm just helping strategically, which I guess from my side, because I did that whole coaching thing for the last few years, I'm really excited to do um, and to really see what you guys achieve with, with you guys behind the, the steering wheel of this whole business. You've got a clear vision, mission of what you're trying to what you're trying to do, and I think personally, I'm most excited to see the unlock that happens over the next three to six months because I've seen it firsthand myself, and maybe it's going to take a bit of time for you guys to see and realize it. But all the knowledge and experience that you guys have that I see after the client calls that I wish was on the client calls, it's now going to be forced onto that upfront, have a voice, share your expertise, drive the client in the right way. So. Um, so let's go. Cheers. And I'm really excited. You empty? 
I'm, I am empty, mate. Sorry. Oh, you, can't, you should have at least held over the glass, mate, and pretended. I can, I can, I can clink two glasses. <laughs> Cheers, bud. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for you. Yeah, really happy. And for you, you, mate. And you. It's a really exciting chapter. So, we spent an hour and ten minutes, mate, getting everyone up to speed. Okay. What's the plan with? The, I, I don't think we've technically agreed this yet. We're doing it over Zoom for a reason, even though you live down the road, because this creates very like zero barriers for us to be able to. Well, jump the, well let 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 let's uh, let's call a spade a spade. This is just the easiest way because literally, like we're a, we are in our companies basically a remote first business in both yeah. in both right. So we're already going to be in home offices at desks. We've got all the gear. It's much easier to just go. You're free. Let's podcast and go. Yeah. So. 100%. And you know what so I'm excited the, for? We'll have the millions of lessons. No, we'll have like uh, changing people's lives. That's what we do. Uh, on, on that note, for the, this is an example. Like we're meeting people on the fourth of Feb. We're having another dinner with them. Like and those people yes. are from this community. Like we are having dinner fourth of Feb. Can't wait to see you all. No doubt you guys listening or watching this right now generally cannot wait to see you all. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're gonna have like. Because now what happens is like in previous episodes, we've been shoulder to shoulder in the trenches together and you've been like, oh, this will make a good show. And you've, you've been able to ask some certain things and I've been able to share some things. This is going to end up being now, which is like me asking you about what's going on over at Expert Trades and digging into you growing that business and you asking me how I'm getting on in my, my new world. Um, my un- Apparently me being unemployable. It, by the way, it was like... Uh, Rich coined me. Uh, he's like, "You're not unemployable. You're just an ethical pirate." And I'm like, "I need that on my. I need that on my business card. Like, ethical pirate is it kind of like it nails me through and through." Um, so yeah, um, excited for it. I'm not sure what cadence we're going to do, but this is not a see now and we'll catch you again in seven months' time. We're going to jump on the mics frequently. Um, I guess if you are listening to this and would like to catch up with us on youtube if you're the sort of person that likes to watch podcasts i think if the tech has worked because we're trying something new this might end up on youtube in a minute um but we're doing a no edit show that's one of the rules uh whatever happens happens because what we want to be able to do is not have an excuse basically we want to be able to record export upload and engage the community and we'll, we'll probably end up get back to listen to questions and, and all that good stuff yep age hey, anything from you to... mate before we wrap up uh, well, I, I guess just to let them know, like you know, we've 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 got at least one more show, and so next week we'll be we'll actually be talking about you know 2023 new businesses in 2023, um, you know, and, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, if you have got a question, email it in. I mean, my email is still the same: HarrisonExpertTrades.com. Two T's in the middle, middle, one S at the end. Get in touch; we'll happily answer any cues that come in. As always, uh, any emails that went anywhere else previously. We don't have any more, so HarrisonExpertTrades.com. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, as to when any of this actually goes live, audio definitely going to go live as of recording tonight on a Friday night. Um, YouTube, maybe TBC. tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, TBC, TBC indeed. Uh, and I just want to say, and, and by the way, this is not hyperbole, this is fact. To the thousands of people that have this still in their feed, yeah. that randomly listened to a mini announcement I did June the 17th. Harry's heart emoji. I'm going to join you, mate. Is that how you do it? My kids do it all the time. There you go. Come, I need a black on, mate. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Um, 
and hopefully the, generally hopefully you enjoy this next wave and phase of the startup diary uh what you've always got from us is what you're always going to get which is if we don't show up it's because we're either too busy or can't be authentic but we think we've got rid of the too busy thing we think we found a way that we can do this um consistently so we're only going to get on the mics, be authentic and share what's going on in our world. And we look forward to having some of you guys on podcasts and bits in the future. The thing that gave me the most enjoyment out of this was hearing from the listeners that eventually led to meeting some of the listeners and then having dinners and nights out with you guys, as well as helping you guys grow your business. So excited to connect with you all. H, it's amazing to be back. Now let's stop the recording and work out if this worked, uh, <laughs> which is an if. You, you did we, press we, record, right? We've got, it, we've got it recording uh but we have no idea if this has worked and uh if it hasn't we probably won't ever be back on the mics again because we can't have this yeah. conversation <laughs> we just got we just got h all right thanks guys and uh don't forget to hit that subscribe button and we'll catch you on the next episode of start there bye